Live from the Iron Fist Tournament, it's Super Gamecast 2. Now here's your host, Bronson Fiore. What is up, everybody? It is Sunday, February 19, 2023, and you are listening to Super Gamecast 2. I'm your host, Bronson Fiore, joined by the always awesome Aaron Reynolds. Always awesome, always in control of this volume knob right here. This volume knob. <laughs> Damn. Uh, did I blow your eardrums out? Or no, no, out? you're fine. I did not blow my the eardrums out of our listeners with this music. <laughs> but hey, we're all good. God, let me tell you, man. Two weeks in a row, good start. Yes. Uh... All right, well, cool. Uh, we also have our mod mommy, mommy, the lovely Emily Holslander. What's up, my nerds? Mm-hmm. And then kind of partial to mommy, mommy, mod mommy. Fuck then, all of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, our very own HR ninja, Jesse Pewitt. Hello. Good morning. One day you legit need to do the podcast like a ninja outfit. <laughs> One day, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we have Super a... easy, and uh, you just get a black t-shirt and you can wrap that around your head and fold it in such a way that it looks like a ninja. Oh, easy, ninja oh. head. Oh. Yeah, super there you easy. Go. Uh, when's the next uh, Sunday that happens on Halloween? Mm. Not this. I think it's not for another few years. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, hold on. I'll hold you to oh, it yeah, then. That's... Yeah, like six years. <laughs> yeah, so. We'll uh, probably be doing this podcast all in six years, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, calendar real quick. God damn it. I'm looking through. Oh, it's uh the 2027. <laughs> oh, right. so, excuse me, four years. Just going just gonna to mark this off my calendar right here. All right. Yeah, well, it would be even better as if I'm dressed gear. up like a ninja and then I just don't say anything the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, just be there. <laughs> just That'd be, be like... pretty funny, actually. That, that would actually be pretty good. Um, oh, God. God. Damn it. How are you guys doing? <sighs> pretty good. You know, good. it's it was a long week, but I got through it. You know, I, had, uh... I spent spent two days in hearing, so it was great. Okay, Wait, fun. Two days, two days in hearing? Hearings? Hearings. Earrings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't you love earrings? They're so good. Here, over under hearings better than meetings? Worse than meetings? Worse. 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 Awesome. Very. Good. I would imagine worse. I, I I know like I know that like my job is looking for like new managers for certain positions, and then like a couple days later, another email went out. Hey, just reminding everyone, we need three of these. <laughs> and I'm just like, this has to be because like no one applied, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you're mm-hmm. sending this out. No yep. one wants, you know, because <laughs> <I>, yeah, <laughs> no, no one. Because I looked through the responsibility list, and I'm just like, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That's good. That's mm-hmm. alright. Well, especially the part was like daily, weekly, and monthly meetings. Yay! And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just saw Ninja's eyes, just like. <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's fucking oh, i am at the fuck. point in my career where i am in more meetings than i am not oh, it just makes me want to like it's, that sounds like it, hell it's brutal it's brutal it i'm like, like what am i supposed to do Earth. my actual work like oh buddy yeah well, terrible and like i bet that like half of them are pointless yes 
You can clarify it in fucking e like just oh god. The the way that corporate is built is just miserable and I hate it. Uh, if if you were looking for some talk on corporate work, whether it be video game or otherwise, you've turned into the right podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all oh. we're gonna talk about work. We're talking about work. We are. Oh. You know, video game work. Pretty, oh. But work in video games uh, will be taking up a, a portion of our news. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that that you turned you turned into a video game podcast with a bunch of thirty year olds. You. You knew what you were getting yeah. into. You, you, you knew what you were getting when you turned into the boomer stream. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. It's um, super boomer cast too. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> fuck. I forgot, we're, we're the game cast now. I got to list it as the game cast. We committed to that. Yeah, that's right. Um, we've, we've jettisoned the two. Yep. Yep. Just sent, sent the two out the airlock. We didn't need Watched it. Watched it, had explode. We, we thought it was funny, and then... Stopped being funny three years later. Yeah, well, it's not being funny and just like it's it, it it's tiring, man, and it doesn't help with SEO. <laughs> it's Fucking a good it's all. a good inside joke, but that's about it. Yeah, which you know when you're first starting out making stuff, good inside jokes are a lot of fun. Absolutely, but... that's right, that's right. But yeah, we're, uh, we're the game cast now. Yep. Deal with it. Go to the just go to the kind of funny game cast, but there's has a C and just look them. I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean we're obligated to play some Mortal Kombat occasionally? Yes, uh, you can. Sure, <laughs> I'll play Mortal Kombat. I just got other games I want to get to first. I, I yeah, I I play through those games campaigns and a little bit of the online every time they come out. I'm reminded of like, oh yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> those combat, those those story modes are fantastic. They're really good. I actually kind of prefer Injustice to Mortal Kombat. I have not I touched Injustice. Injustice to Mortal Kombat. I haven't touched it, but I hear it's good. Uh, I I really like the second one. Supergirl was my main. She was super fun. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. Let me tell uh, you, uh, I've been exploring some fighting games and kind of looking through. I don't mean to go on a tangent before we get into the news, but just um. Or in fact, maybe we should save that for after news. Just some been playing uh, some fighting games and have some thoughts and opinions. So, um, all right, well, we'll, we'll uh, save that. We'll, we'll we'll get into the main bit here of hey guys, corporate news is super fun. Corporate yeah. news is super fun. Yeah. Oh, it's the funnest. Uh, I actually also put it in the wrong feed. I put it in news for the weekend, not docket. That's my bad. I mean, you know, kind of a scrambling morning. <laughs> <laughs> they both serve essentially the same pur purpose. Mm -hmm. Like we're good. Yeah, just one's just a giant pool for me to get from the week. Right. Uh, anyway, yep. Uh, speaking of bullshit that companies are doing, though, uh -huh. uh, ActBlizz is getting rid of all work from home policies. Yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. He's right. Make them work in the office. Uh, yeah. How are you going to effectively beat them otherwise? Yeah, yeah. How can you micromanage your employees otherwise? I don't see. My thought process is: How else are they going to pay for this? Why would they keep paying for this office space and this yes, statue yep. that they've made? <laughs> That's really it's about the statue. That's what it's yeah, really, really about. <laughs> they have to give up this land if they make everyone work from home, and then like, what do you do with the statue? Sell it to some rich collector. I bet you someone would buy it. Someone yeah, has some to nerd. be out there that can afford it and has like a a way too large. Yard, they have no idea what to do with. 
I mean, to be fair, if I could afford it, it could fit in my yard. It could fit in your yard. You're right. <laughs> uh, Neighborhood would be fitting for my all. balcony. <laughs> what? What ninja? I could put it on my balcony. I don't know if you could. I don't know if it no, would hold this it. This thing is huge. <laughs> that's like, it. That's huge. It probably it looks, is It looks super right over heavy. this like relatively busy street. People driving by could see it. And, like, just... <laughs> And uh, people drive and just go, what in the actual shit is that? What the, the hell is that? <laughs> Ow. Um, okay, so so the quote here, uh, the, let's see, office work would resume on April 10th for Activision Publishing employees and July 10th for Blizzard employees. Employees for both divisions will be required to come to the office three days a week. Uh, the spokesperson <clears throat> added that the king portion of the publisher went back to the office in July 2022. The cadence of those in-office days are set by King's team leaders to fit the needs of each team. Quote, Activision Blizzard has been returning teams to the office over the past year, the spokesperson said. Uh, They continued by saying that the office days were created in partnership with the leadership of each team and customized based on what's best for the business and team. We look forward to the increased in-person collaboration and... So... I... I understand that there are pros working in the same space with other people. Um, Absolutely. Like a hundred percent. And it sound the way it's described here does not sound terrible. Like not like five days a week. We're back in at full grind. Um, but it like making it mandated. It's, uh, eh. Well, it's not only that, but like, Look at, like, Blizzard's... I'm going to focus on Blizzard in particular because it's the one I know the most about, but, like, look at Blizzard's output since uh, the pandemic and everyone went home. We have gotten, you know, in that time frame, you got TBC and Wrath Classic. You got Overwatch 2. You got Dragonflight, which is the best WoW's been in six years. Mm-hmm. You know, you have... And then Diablo 4 is almost done and looks pretty great. So it's like really hard for me to sit here and be like, oh, they would be totally much more productive in the office. (laughs) And then, (laughs) yeah. And then also go, and also as someone who works in an office and like will literally have meetings over teams, even though we're all in the office. Yeah, see, there's something. Like, like, okay, then why the fuck? Why can't we work from home with this? Why are we doing this? yeah, like it's there's so much of that where it's just like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what you know? And then you think of all the time you lose, like, and and the argument that was brought forth to me from someone higher up in the company uh, was the fact that well, we noticed productivity numbers for this particular team uh, that I was on at the time uh, were down when we were at home. We're down. So, yeah. Because people weren't fully focused on the work. It was just like, okay, but like... Cares, bruh, it's like putting out good shit. It's like, if the work gets done, you know, and then their argument is, well, then we gotta go to corporate, and corporate is like, well, you know, if your productivity numbers are higher, we can get you more work and possibly more pay, but anyone who's worked in it long enough know that's a bullshit, like, that's horse shit. Yep. Right. So... 
Yeah. So what is that really then? Just more work for same pay. <laughs> but well, no. For for why are they even bothering to come up with an excuse that people know is bullshit? Because what is it they're actually they, covering for? Like, why do they want you in the office? I mean, like, like, yeah, I, I just because I mean, there are a number of theories. It's, you know, middle managers needing to justify their jobs or. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of things. I think yeah. it's middle managers need to justify their jobs. I think that it's like, well, in theory, let's say you are more productive in the office. The numbers are better. They can go to corporate and say, hey, we can assign these guys more work if they're in the office. Um, you know, I think it's to an extent they like to micromanage people. Um, and it's a control thing. Uh, I think in the case, in this case, like you said, that building, they probably have that building leased out for like 30 years and don't want to eat the cost on it. Yep. Um, and it's a control thing because if people get too much free time, they'll realize, you know, the system's bullshit. <laughs> so fair enough. Well, they're you giving know, you the, but, it's a carrot in the stick, but they're not actually giving you the carrot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Black Catter, what's up? Yo, Black Catter. Hey. Good morning. Yeah, and I, I totally get people, like some people prefer working in the office. There was a point in my life where I preferred working in the office. Because when I worked in uh, insurance, I had the option. And uh, for the first two and a half years I was there, uh, almost three, uh, I, I didn't work from home at all. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep coming in. And then I started doing hybrid, and then COVID happened. I was fully remote, and I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, this is the way to live. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, because well, one, you save money because you're not eating out. You're not eating at the work cafe. You're eating your own food at home. Yep. You're, you're saving money on, you're not driving. So you just, like, it's an effective pay raise is what it is. And yep. then you combine that, and then you combine that pay raise with the fact that, like, you just get a lot more of your life back. Because, like, I have a short commute. My commute is about 15, 20 minutes tops. Tops. Damn. And I still fucking hate it because I realize that I could be at home. Yep. You know? Yep. And, that's, and like, you think, like, okay, that's 40 minutes each way, each day. Like, you know, it's hours of your life that are just mm-hmm. for no fucking purpose. Yep. Um... You know, like, and and there's a lot of stuff like that where it's yeah. So it's, oh, yeah, man. It, yeah, it, there is some promising uh, bits here. Uh, leaving it to the leadership of each team, customized based on what's best for the business and for the team. But that there is a mandated three days a week. Well, I, I don't know how flexible or inflexible that actually is. Um. They, pro- they probably have a preference. Like, they're in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then out Thursday, Friday. Sure. Or in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever, yeah. Whatever, whatever works yeah. for people, right? But, yeah, it's... I, that's something that I hope to eventually get, is something like a hybrid kind of thing that'll let me uh, get enough time to travel to a place, and then I'll come back. And I, Like, I, like if, it's a, if it's a good group of people, like, I like being able to get together in person with people. But mandating yep. it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there, there have definitely been, um, you know, there, there are coworkers I really like at the office, and you know, like seeing them. But like, I don't know. My my last three jobs have all been office jobs. Two of them I actually went to an office, either in this case, currently all the time, one case, part of the time, 
and unless you have like a really packed house with a lot of people doing it and you can't like get away i see almost no fucking benefit in it <laughs> yeah 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 especially for you where you're at a giant corporation and like being there also involves <laughs> this giant corporation kind of just reaching its tentacles out to every aspect of what's going on over there well right because like you realize, um, um, yeah, you're not, you're not like a, a whole group of people that are trying to accomplish one task. It's this giant creature that is sending you all out to do different tasks, but it's such a monumental operation that it cannot manage itself well. And so it's just dysfunction. Uh, and Right. And then it's like, they're hiring contractors and then the contractors are selling shit who are pro- documents are being processed by contractors and like it's the it, there's like very few you know there's, there's very just few people that are like actually of the corporation and it's just like yeah it's it's this big thing like well you're already fucking just outsourcing living shit out of this anyway like yeah you know and in some cases like you're like well it's a security issue but it's like is it really though <laughs> Right to a degree for some tasks. Like, <laughs> yes and no, because, like, I'm sitting here, like, thinking to myself, like, well, yeah, but all this shit is open, so if I, if you really wanted to, you could just get all this shit off the network and into your own hands anyway. Right. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, like, I, I see game development is one case where I do see, like, there could be a big benefit. But on the other side, they've also made their best Warcraft expansion and their best Call of Duty game in years. So, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of games uh, that came out in this last year or so that have been primarily work from home made and mm-hmm. they're like damn good. So yeah, exactly. I mean, and, it, it, yeah, I, I, that obviously you got to defer to the developers themselves on how they felt about that process, that experience, but. I don't know, they made some good ass games. Um, they really did though. Yeah. For real. So like, like how much <laughs> of uh Ragnarok got made in work from home situations? Entirely. And a lot of utterly entirely, probably. Like it's just uh, it's I don't know. I, I get I get really annoyed at this whole trend of we're all going back to the office. Like I think that option should be there for like people who want it. Yeah, you know, like if, if there are people who love just going to the office, like great. Hey, that option More should be there for you. you. Good <laughs> for you. But I, I also think that in general, I don't know, like just it. I don't see a benefit anymore. I just don't. It's, it's like they're spending more money on this fucking building. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're making people waste money and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the product isn't any better for it. It it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Yeah. So uh, this this could be a, a real welcome change for a lot of people who do these desk jobs. And like, yeah, some things will have to change quite a bit around like how our downtown areas are all dedicated to these office spaces and uh. Uh, fast food yeah, maybe and restaurant admit- around it, but like, mm-hmm. well, adapt. I, I mean, I, w- I was watching a thing about that. It's just like, 
Well, yeah, but you could easily turn those into like apartment complexes. Exactly. And and take guess what? People would probably love to live by all that food and whatnot. Yeah, they're doing that yeah. in, in Reno, the, the one of the casinos that closes being turned into an apartment complex. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, like uh you know, like if you were to close the office I work in, like the people who would live in it when it's an apartment would be next to Target, GameStop, Quiznos you know starbucks a bunch of restaurants a bunch of like a home depot like it's you know so it's just like it's not going to really affect the business at all like it's like that money is going to go somewhere else it's just that you as a employee have a lot more control over it right um and I, and i think that's a lot of what it comes down to is just corporate you know control that's what they want <sighs> oh it's it's good it's good so my Feels hope good. Yeah. is that uh, some of these larger businesses uh, continue to be flexible about this, and if nothing else, new studios and new businesses can adapt to this. Because I-, I see this as just like big businesses, big corporations that are stuck in their ways. Just how we do it. I mean, yeah, I think that a lot of big general corporations are very much slow moving to anything yeah um and it's it's just incredibly frustrating and and i get it because you have all that money on the line you have the investor money and like all this other other crap but it's also like okay but you know and then there's all those things that show people who work from home are more efficient Mm -hmm. you know in general and happier and less likely to quit you know like it's been proven so uh look if i if i am spending all my time at home doing whatever i'm like coding naked i got dildos around me while we're like watching zoom calls and shit i'm doing all sorts of crazy but i put out as good a product if not more so why do you care yeah well exactly like well that's the thing that always drove me crazy about offices that have dress code like that that that's that's like it's just like why the fuck do you, do you care if i'm in sweatpants why right. does it matter especially if it's not client facing like when i was in insurance that shit was client facing sometimes mm-hmm. but like if the fucking like person on the contract comes in they see an office full of people in sweatpants but the work is still being done at a high level why do they give a shit why do they give a shit yeah you know i'm a degenerate right. and you know i get the job done God exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, one hundred and ten percent. Like, oh, what God. the fuck, dude? I don't understand. Like, I'm just like I've always, because like back when I was working in insurance, like that made sense. Because I'm like, meet two words, company. Okay, but what's the liability of dudes in sweatpants or Crocs? Like that's that's the thing. Like it's like if if all the are you referring to the work from home stuff? Because I know that there could be offset in time. Yeah, black hat or I need yeah. a greater context. Yeah, because because if it's the dress code things like that one especially, like the work from home stuff, company liability. Well, you have all this information out, but it's like I have worked at a lot of office jobs, and only one of them was locked down enough to where you couldn't get a lot of information out of the office. Right. Right. You know, and even that is so it's just like, yeah, I do think I, I imagine there is a there is also an element of like, this is something that that corporate shouldn't 
have to mandate but like when you're working with a team of people and you're doing something that like like makes someone else uncomfortable that can be a problem so you do need to set some standards but that can vary from team to team if you okay so if you get hurt at home does it fall under workman's comp i would say no it does but it does it does it does okay but like once again like you have to be like in the middle of a meeting and getting hurt no as long as you're on the clock uh it'll fall under workers comp which is why like when they send you to work from home they should be doing a safety study uh, wherever it is you're going to be working huh interesting Hmm. okay i don't know how to all right. I like I, I love having you on this fucking podcast or shit like this. It's great. No, I love it. I'm telling you, this is this because is because we need our own HR person and yes. Yep. Hi, Jesse. I'm telling you, Bronson, you you get into into Xbox somehow, and then I'll join some VR group and then we'll just become a game dev podcast. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> oh lordy. Damn it. Um Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, I, I think, I don't know, I guess I think you've heard our piece is... I mean, yeah, I, I will say companies are very, like, worried about workman's comp claims because, like, last year I was in the cafeteria and then slipped ah. because, like, they, they just mopped. Oh. Tater tots went everywhere. You know. <laughs> no, the tater tots! <laughs> yeah, like, just, but, like, I got up, brushed myself off, my knee hurt a little bit. You know, so I clean fine. it up, go to, go to my desk, I'm fine. But like an hour later, like my manager and some dude from maintenance are over at my desk asking me, like, be like, hey, are you okay? You know, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm fine. I just fell. You gotta <laughs> like, sign this form anyway. It's like, yeah, you sign this thing. If you want to submit a workman's comp claim, it's in your email. If not, decline. You know, it's just like, it's like, okay. Shit is expensive, but... It's it, also it, a cost of doing business. Well, it yeah. is, but it's it's also just like like the the immense freak out about it was just yeah. such a weird thing for just like I'm 30 and I slipped and fell in the cafeteria. Never know, Let's man. calm down now. Never know. Look, gotta cover your ass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. You know, fucking. Yeah. It's still. It's still just. The do- oh yeah, the don't sue us committee. Yes, cutter. yep, yeah, the don't sue us. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. Oh man. Oh uh, lordy. Well, yes, well, um, and Activision Blizzard just just uh, uh highs and lows. It, yeah, it's like literally every time something great happens, it's like they're back on track, baby. It's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> How do we fuck this up? <laughs> it's like, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop on Dragonflight. Like, Dragonflight has all this goodwill. It's super fun. The casual content's great. The hardcore content's great. The story's been pretty good for the most part. Like, they're checking all these boxes, and I'm just being like, all right, how are you going to fuck it, it up? Where is it, where is it coming? Where, yeah, like the patch schedule's been amazing. That new battle pass thing that's just part of your sub has been amazing. Like leveling is fast and fun. Like I'm just like where are we fucking it up today? <laughs> When's it happening? Give it time, give it time. They're working on Diablo four. Yeah, After that beta's the... next month. Oh, uh, that's right. So... Yeah. Yep. yep. You can buy a double put... down to get early access to it. Yep. Is it a double down? Is that what it's called? The KFC sandwich? 
<laughs> I didn't know that that's a thing. I just like yeah. I know you can pre-order to get early access to it. No, yeah, you can buy the. It's it's two pieces of breaded chicken or grilled chicken, I guess, with Swiss cheese and bacon in the middle. Yeah, it's oh. a double down. I, I remember just, when that was a huge thing a few years ago. I, Holy I, shit. I would buy that and then give the sandwich to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's probably but, like the best the best meal for people who are on low carb diets because it's it's high protein two pieces of grilled chicken. Yeah. And some bacon and cheese. Yeah, that <laughs> that is definitely a keto friendly meal, I guess. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I uh, don't know. I, I know closer to launch, I'm probably going to buy the fancy edition of that so I can get a Warcraft mount and whatnot. But oh, yeah. Not in time to get early access to it because also for betas and games like that, I don't want to play it much because it's like, well, all this is gonna go away anyway. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> fuck me. All right. Uh, oh well, my god! Wow, this is really coming full circle. Remember when we were talking about gaming and food promotions for like it, four weeks? It was like months. <laughs> it was months. There was some news happening involving some fast food chain doing something crazy. Oh Jesus! Fuck. <laughs> Uh, bring back the Dorito and the Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh no! Um, uh, I, I want uh, them to do the the food raid thing again, where you have to take a oh, team of like five people to attack a, oh, yeah. a menu of items. Ugh, that's that's dumb and fun. I would love that. That was yeah. I re- I remember when we read that KFC story. I'm like, this is gonna kill someone. Yeah, this was out of China, <laughs> and this is gonna kill someone. Yep, that's right. Yep. Um, well, and even and, like Final Fantasy isn't immune to it. There is a while there where you could buy stuff through Grubhub, and if you use a certain code, yep, that's you get the, 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 pe- the pizza emote. I have it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, I never got in on that. Like Final Fantasy was really big on it, and then like Wow never like they did the Mountain Dew tie-in, right? And then that was it. I yeah, mean, Mountain Dew. What, what else you need? That's yeah, World of Warcraft Mountain Dew Doritos. Yeah, Done. absolutely. Good, you did. Back when I was the biggest game in the world. Yep. Um. Uh, so, all right, all right. Uh, some good employer news, though. I love good employer news. Those are the best. It, it's rare. It's very rare. <laughs> um, Sega is giving its employees significant raises effective July first. Employees will receive a thirty percent. Wow. Salary increase. Wow. That is crazy. That is so expensive. Well done, Sega. That, that is like, bro, you want to talk about fighting inflation? Yeah. <laughs> Holy There you fuck. go, buddy. You know, like... They, they have to be doing really well or layoffs are imminent. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, Japanese companies are really afraid of layoffs, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing. And you know, with how well Yakuza's doing and Persona, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they're doing really well. Sonic did better yeah. than they expected. You know, it did. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're, they're on the yeah, up because that game is a masterpiece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it certainly looks like a Sonic um, game. Yes, um, but <laughs> Sega has announced 30% salary increase beginning July. It says it's going to invest in human resources so it can create a more uh, comfortable working environment. We'll continue our efforts to realize a system that allows our employees to grow while realizing diverse work styles 
and to further experiences that move the heart globally, Sega said in a statement. According to the game publishing developer, this will increase will be start uh, see starting salaries rise in 35% in total from 16.34 to 22.28 on an annual salary basis. The average increase rate will work out to about 15% across the company. Okay. That's still huge. That's yeah. still really fucking it's big. It's expensive. Like, like that's that's still like considering I you know six months ago or whatever it was got a raise of three point five percent. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's fucking huge. Yep. Um, let's see. The announcement came shortly after Nintendo confirmed it'll pay workers ten percent more as Japan's Prime Minister uh, Fumio Kishida urged companies to increase salaries to offset the rising cost of living due to inflation. Sega's ability to offer a hefty salary increase comes in the wake of its latest big-budget game, Sonic Frontiers, exceeding the company's expectations. Um, yeah, no, and you know they have Like a Dragon, Ishin just came out, yep. uh, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing really well, and it's and I I love to see it. You know, because like in my experience, uh, most of the time corporate raises are very stingy. Yep. Yep. Like, I remember one time it was like a one point two percent raise, and they're like, "Yeah, raises." Yep. That's like, what? <laughs> no, it's not a raise. It's an insult. I like that these companies were in such a position that the prime minister was just like, "Can you increase salaries to to offset the cost of living?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we have that here." All right, sure. Yeah, we can do that right here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we'd love yeah, to see sure. that happen in this country. <laughs> yeah. hey, guys, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> get back to working in offices uh, to fund these restaurants. Yep, millennials are killing the fast food industry. Um, I actually saw a great news story this week of that was like I forget who who it was, but it was a financial uh, newspaper or magazine being like. To save money, you should consider skipping breakfast. Yep. I yep. skip breakfast every morning. Your point? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? I skip breakfast most mornings. Still poor. Um, See? I'm, I'm eating a banana. That's what. I, that's my breakfast. What? Is this a problem? Is this causing problems for you? Uh, yeah. Well, and like you see the arguments of like millennials and Gen Z are saying too much on necessities and it's ruining the economy. It's like, because it's what we can afford, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What the you know? fuck are you? I, I, think we, I, I think we did. I, I looked at, like, how much it would have cost to buy, like, a house last summer that, like, I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, my mm-hmm. parents bought this house. Uh, and then my dad passed when we had to sell it. But, like, my, but, like it was, like, $110,000. Now it's up to, like, five seventy something yeah. And, like, we had up yeah. like, okay... So, to have affordable payments on the salary I currently make, I'd have to have like a two hundred and seventy thousand dollar down payment. Oh God! It's, yeah. Was that for like yeah, a twenty? Yeah, you want to be depressed? Years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna live out of a van. That's that's my <laughs> long term plan. Van life. Jesus oh, fuck. Yeah. fuck. No. I mean, uh, there was always that threat. I'm just like. You'll be living in a de- in a van down by the river, and now people are literally living <laughs> in doing mobile homes down, 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 man, down by the river. In a van down by the river. Yeah. Hey. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Man, uh, you're complaining about people playing fighting games on Wi-Fi before. Wait, wait till you go <laughs> playing off a satellite in a van in Ohio. <laughs> wait till they're playing off three G. 
Oh, oh yeah, no. God. Yeah, I hooked yeah. my PS5 up to my up to my uh, my iPhones. Uh, why uh, up to my iPhone internet? Yep. And I don't know. The, it seems to work fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what everybody else is complaining about. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, Lord. good on Sega. I'm I'm always happy to see Sega doing well. I am too. They make Yakuza and they own Persona, so. Oh no, Ohio reference. Yes, oh, I made an Ohio reference. I'm sorry, everyone. Dear Lord. Yeah. So fucking. Been in the news man. lately. Yeah. Weird how these professionals said this thing for years was going to happen. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking. You know, the people buying the money didn't listen. And it caused a disaster. Huh. Hmm. Oh, well. here. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up is. Uh, shocking nobody, Microsoft confirms Game Pass cannibalizes game sales. Yep. No shit. <laughs> they tried to backtrack it later. Did they? Yeah. Uh, Did they really? They released, oh, they released a press release about it. Um, that oh fuck. Trying to trying to justify the the cannibalization of sales. Trying well, to justify. Well, I think that they're like there's a reason developers take those deals and they realize because it's oh, like yeah. well it's it's extra promotion it's guaranteed money, mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. So, well, let's see. Um, let's see. Report on Microsoft admission. Uh, Microsoft also submitted that its internal analysis shows a redacted percent decline in base game sales twelve months following their addition on Game Pass. Um, doesn't help. Yeah, see, runs counter to Xbox uh, head Phil Spencer claiming made made in 2018 that Game Pass boosts sales rather than undermines them. When you put a game like Forza Horizon 4 on Game Pass, you instantly have more players of the game, which is actually leading to more sales of the game. Spencer said, adding, "You say, well, isn't everyone just going to subscribe for ten dollars and go play this thing? But no, gamers find things to play based on what everybody else is playing." Uh, which is which is true to an extent to an extent but like this is exactly what uh what well, i mean we've been using game pass forever like i'm not buying hi-fi rush uh i'm getting mm-hmm. game pass and i'm playing it and and i'm out and i don't know how that translates to money to the developers through game pass because they're not really forthright on how that whole system well, Hi-Fi Rush, that dev is owned by Microsoft. Well, yeah, so, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that, but, like, if I had to take a guess, if it's, like, let's say it's something like Tunic, it isn't owned by Microsoft, then they're probably set up a deal where, like, hey, if you X many downloads, we'll pay you X percentage of what we make. Right. Off of subs. That's that's probably would be my best guess. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, like... You know, if a game pops off on Game Pass, then it, you know other pe- you know people on other platforms who don't have that option are gonna have to buy it, and you know I I could definitely see that, and then just the raw promotion because a lot of people are just getting out and trying it, you know, right? Because yep. like Hi-Fi Rush looked dope, but I'm in a situation where paying forty dollars for an unknown like that not gonna happen. Yeah, um, I, I guess that what my concern is. Does this affect overall sales? If this if this involves this means like companies take a hit, then yeah, it's a problem. But if if your complaint is that it's it's cannibalizing buy to play sales, as this quote says here, like that's not a full picture of what they're getting. Yeah. Um. 
but Microsoft has not been very transparent about how much people are getting. So we're just kind of left in the dark about whether this is any good or if this is good for Microsoft. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more as yeah. we get into the nitty gritty on this this buyout. Um, yeah, as it goes on, right? Like, it's it's frustrating. It's been really frustrating because there's we've been talking about this for years now. There was a path to to make all this work out, but the, like the secrecy behind how Game Pass works to get people paid. Um, combined with not being able to get some games out and tough. So, which then goes back to, hey, Sony's doing like what you're supposed to do as a traditional console maker and everyone's like, fucking yeah! It's like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if this is how it's going to be, then like, yeah. Then Sony's, Sony's, Sony's putting work into VR that few people are actually doing. Like, they're actually like doing quite all right. It just feels like I don't know. So what I'm understanding here is, uh, from what I'm finding by digging in the internet, as far as like they pay an X, they play like a flat. So every developer gets their own deal. Yeah, and then Microsoft pays a flat rate up front, right? So like mm-hmm. you know, so like let's say for like high, you know. Let's say Tunic. Oh, Tunic's not high profile. We'll pay you like eight hundred thousand dollars to put Tunic on Game Pass, and then uh, and then you and then X amount per X downloads. So it's game. It's game by game basis, basically. Right. Um, which is also probably why you. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but tons of high profile indie games get on Game Pass. Yeah. Constantly. Uh, and that's if I were to take a guess, it's because getting eight hundred thousand dollars up front if you're an indie studio is a really big fucking deal. So that's that's probably why you see a lot of that and not a whole lot of like other games uh, or or yeah, bigger if that, games. If that tracks, then yeah, all your big AAA titles are going to have to come from studios owned by Microsoft because otherwise a lot of those developers would be more benefit going to uh, places where buy. they just have to buy it. Yeah, um, yeah like, uh, you know, or like, you know, Monster Hunter Rise is on here. I'm sure that Capcom, like, yeah, the Switch version already came out. Well, you know, that's where the real money is. Yeah, you can have this now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because you know you're you're looking at their because uh, you you look at their like recent releases. It's like Madden. Okay, football season's over, but sure. Uh, you know, Hi-Fi Rush owned by them. Persona, old but popular. Like it, it you know, they put out that. Uh, they did put out that JoJo fighting game on Game Pass though. So I guess that's. Oh a yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. Um. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is on there now, I believe. It just puts so. them in, a, in an interesting spot when you think of, like, the console wars um, of, War like... has changed. Has, yeah. Uh, PlayStation mm-hmm. and PC kind of just going... Uh, they're, they're getting first dibs on those bigger titles. Uh, Nintendo's doing their Nintendo thing. And then a- Xbox kind of resides in this middle ground where they're getting either some of these AAA titles later or they're getting they're buying the studio so that they can make them in house um and then 
like they're operating in this little middle area because like indie indie is happening on itch.io or just releasing straight to steam or you know those other places so like there's just this weird middle spot that microsoft resides in and the question is can they maintain that yeah and and then it's like how you know like that there's a lot of stuff on here where i i'm curious how how they will get if they'll ever get the big big games out there that they you know bought those studios yep you know like you they know, don't need Starfield. call of duty like no they're, they're gonna get money from from you know a bunch of places we, we saw we were talking about last time they're gonna get half of it from mobile stuff um, yeah, absolutely. There's there's plenty to be made still for them there, but I don't know. It's it's they're they're in a rough spot. 2023 has been the year of like, man, what the hell is Microsoft gonna do? Because uh, yeah, my patience kind of ran out late last year. <laughs> well, so, well, yeah, actually, this year January when they did all those layoffs, it's like, well, okay. After all well, that, right. You know, like you, you, you know, and you, you did it too because they, you know, they're they're funding Azure and they're trying to get Azure off the ground in a big, big way. And I'm like, that's fine, but you know, like guys, you 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 want to break into games, you want to be a big name in games, like you you need to actually put out fucking big name games. And it's not that I don't use or like my Xbox. I've been playing the Hi-Fi Rush all week. Uh, I've, you know, I really enjoyed Turtles last year, as Dust Falls. I really, like, there was a lot of good stuff on Game Pass over the past year. But, it, like, there was no big tentpole release. You know, like, yeah, if you want, like, Monster Hunter Rise is dope. It's on Game Pass now. Play it. Yeah. It's cool. Great game. But, it's also old and not, <laughs> like, people aren't gonna give a shit. Right. Yep. Who do who does ukulele? Uh I know the publisher of ukulele because I used to get emails from them constantly. <laughs> um, was it about ukulele? Uh, do you just buy the the developers of ukulele and then make a new banjo kazooie? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. and they they did that really good two D platformer that was a uh, playtonic. Mm. I think yeah. they're owned by Team Seventeen, but I'm not sure. Give me okay. one sec. Okay. Um, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna go the buy studio route, you own some IPs, and you know you there are developers out there that want to make those games, basically. So uh, they're a dev and a publisher, though. Team Seventeen did publish their first two games, and then they they published BPM Bullets for Minute, Demon Turf, Little nice. Gator Game. Well, they're mm. they're a good, uh, they, yeah. good studio. Yeah, they're they're yeah, and they're they're a bunch of old rare guys and. And and here's yeah. here's the thing. Uh, I know Microsoft is Microsoft, but like you don't even have to buy them. Just do a deal. You can just do a business deal. Well, they 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 were very big fans doing that shit for a very long time. Yeah, you don't have to buy yeah, everything. They, they paid to have Tomb Raider exclusive for a year. They paid to have fucking uh, Call of Duty maps first forever. They they did a lot of that shit, and I and I don't know why they stopped and. You know that, that news this so, you know, and then they had that news this week of like, yeah, we're gonna mainly focus on just cosmetics and no other real content for Halo and work on a new Halo. 
And it's just, you know, and they're moving Halo to Unreal, which it makes sense, but it's just like... The thing about why that's so frustrating is, like, the the, the core of Halo, like, the core of Halo uh, Infinite is really good. It's yeah. fun, It's well, it's well. it looks great, like, they didn't need to do this this way. Nope. You they know, and like, I'm... Themselves. Yeah, like, like I said, like, I'm looking at my Xbox games from last year, and it's like... You know, like they put out Mass Effect Legendary Edition on there. Secret of Return to Monkey Island was on there. Plague Tale Requiem. These are all great games. Like, no doubt. You should play these if you have a Game Pass on an Xbox or a good enough PC. You know, uh, Chained Echoes is on there. But like, for every one of those, there's like, you know, there's not there's not anything that was a Halo at its high or Forza at its high or like, you know, 360 era stuff. like. And you know, Dead Rising—that was them making a deal, right? Yep. They said, "Hey, we'll we'll, we'll help yep. fund this and publish it." Yep. You know, Lost Planet, same thing. Like, we'll help make this happen. And there are people like, out there that want to play more of those games. Yes, <laughs> I would love this plant, this channel to play a new Lost Planet. That sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. Sure. I'd love to do. Some, I'd love to do some more Dead Rising. Yes. But here we are. Mm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, all right, uh, next, so, that's that, I, Microsoft, they're in a very weird place. They continue to be in a weird place. I hope they get it together. (laughs) One of these days. In short, uh, so, next up is, hold on, uh, Tekken 8. It's been confirmed when it's going to be out by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are looking quite well for Bandai Namco. Sales are up 18% overall. Profits are up 15. And video game sales are up 19 with Elden Ring cited as the top performer. Yeah, I think they said Elden Ring is like doing like uh, over 100% better than they thought it would. Wow. Shit. Um, but uh, when talking with Bandai Namco, they said they expect Armored Core and Tekken to both be out by the end of its finan- its uh, next financial year, which would be March of 2024. You know, that that's a good amount of time from Street Fighter. I know the, those crowds mm-hmm. don't necessarily overlap, but, you know, a good amount of time for people to enjoy Street Fighter and just concentrate on Street Fighter for a while. Yes. That can come out next year. That'll be fine. Absolutely fine. Or, or late, or late this year. That's a, that's another thing. But yep. Uh, a couple other things noted here is it said Tekken titles. Hmm. So uh, oh. Tekken Eight, and then what they are speculating is at least this article is that Tekken Seven will get a bundle with all of its DLC. Oh wow! Ooh. That doesn't surprise me. No, no, so, not at all. Like yeah, not the slightest. That's no. good because uh, yep. apparently. DLC characters are where it's at. <laughs> or Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Want to talk about like fighting Kuma. game business practices. Yeah, like a... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah. I, 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 did you guys watch the video um, where they were explaining their new mechanics for Tekken? No. No, no not yet. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ninja, you might be able to explain it better than I can, but like they're... They're taking Tekken 8 and making it more aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the joke is he was watching 
these Tekken tournaments and they were doing like really defensive footsies the whole time. And he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you got to fight. This is defensive a fighting game. Aren't you footsies? fighting? What the fuck? That's a, well, that's it's, a term in fighting it's games. It's a fighting so. game term. Is it really? Yeah. I yeah. learned this recently myself. Um, okay. You, you got to be, you got you to gotta be, be just out of range of them and try to bait an attack so you can punish. And, oh, yep. that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, apparently some people don't is. like calling it footsies. They like calling it like <laughs> neutral or something else, you know, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. They just don't, they just don't like the term footsies, I guess. I don't know. Um, Weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I switch between the two. Yeah. So depend, um, depending sure on the game and the, the situation. Pretty sure the term came around from like Street Fighter 2 when your longest reaching move was a crouching kick. So you're trying to hit each other with your feet. Okay. Which translates to footsies. Okay. That'll check out. I, I just, it made sense to me because you would watch these characters move back and forth and they would just step forward, step back, step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the most annoying part of playing Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there are probably a number of fighting games that did this before, but it makes me think of Bloodborne, which is like, you, you fight to get your health back. Uh, yeah. Along with uh, a, a heat system and all that. Ninja, can Ooh. you explain this this new system if you can remember off the top of my, top of your head? Because well, can't. they have like a um, like an aggression meter, kind of, and they have like kind of like a comeback mechanic, similar to X Factor, but it you can use it whenever, and mm-hmm. it gives you like armor and makes your moves hit harder, and you can like cancel things and other things. Um. That's about all I remember is that you're right in that they're trying to make the game more aggressive and they have like, they have like a, um, a way to counter it. If you're a more defensive player or like a zoning kind of, kind of player. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see like how this, this changes the game. It, it's like, it's, it's an expansion of the rage mechanic that's in Tekken seven, essentially. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all about trying to get people to do stuff. Um, yeah moment you get hit you want to come back quick as possible to get that health back yep uh hopefully that makes it a more uh exciting thing to watch if nothing else Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so i'm i'm excited for them that's this is good. Yeah. This will be a good time. We're, we're leading up to Street Fighter Six. We'll get to enjoy Street Fighter Six for a while, and then we got Tekken coming out, maybe late this year or most likely early next year. Um, and I think that'll be fun. We can concentrate on that when that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And good for um, Bandai Namco putting out some good games. Indeed, Elden Ring. Uh, they just put out the PS5 version of Dragon Ball Kakarot. Nice. It's only twenty bucks too. Hey, all that's right. That's not bad. Yeah, so that's cool. uh, yeah. Granted, the game has sixty dollars of story DLC that's out oh, that wasn't God. out at launch. Of course, it's pretty good stuff. Other than the one where you fight Beerus, because it turns that game into a roguelite. Oh, okay. But, oh, that's weird. Huh. That's weird. But, well, not a roguelite because it's not fully randomized, but like it's basically just like. If you did not finish the story at level 100, in order to fight Beerus properly, you need to get him to level 100. And there's all these like training missions with Whis. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's it's yeah. It's weird. All right. Uh, 
All right, next up, speaking of fighting games, a multi-versus has dropped below a thousand players. Dude. Oh, sure shit. I, yeah, I mean, th- this article gets into why, right? It's like... I feel like they didn't do enough with it. Is that what happened? Because they, yeah, they, they oh. peaked at 153,000 players at the same time launch week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just through Steam. Uh, but it's now at less than 1,000, and it says it's popular due to its Super Smash Bros. style take on various Warner Brothers. Yep, yep, yep. If you listen to this podcast, you know what multiverse is it. Roster was strange. However, what could be the cause for multiverse's dip in players is its sporadic content drops, which is a common problem that many live service games especially heavy hitters like Destiny 2 and Apex Legends. Also, it's harder to stand out in the ever-expanding live service space. Yeah, it's almost like the games-as-a-service thing kind of blows up when everyone's doing it. <laughs> I, I cannot stress enough to, like, to game developers and publishers. If you just make a good video game mm-hmm. and put out the good video game yep. that's finished, you can continue making money off of it with DLC, but you have to put out the finished one first. Yep. That's the thing. That's the magic trick. The only reason that Destiny got away with that shit is because it was one of the only ones at the time. Right. <laughs> All right. We got options now. One of them's Destiny. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. No, and like people are still playing Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> um. I mean. I mean, yeah. Like people are still playing Smash Ultimate because, yep. like, it, it, the base game, even before the two season passes. Or is it three? Either way. It's awesome. Two. It's great. It's a full roster. It's a complete game. It's super fun. It was, wasn't was glitchy at all. It it was polished. It was awesome. It was the only way to describe it. And, like, you put out this game as kind of like a promise of, like, oh, it's, like, you'll, like we're kind of running it like a MOBA, but not really. And, like, mm-hmm. you could do a great fighting game as a service that's free to play. I fully believe that. I think this was a perfect example of you did a free, like, they had the IP, they had the free-to-play launch, they just didn't have enough stuff. You know? And also, and they were dropping DLC after the first few weeks. That's well, fun. yes. That doesn't feel good, and then, like, the fact that... Be- but it was free, so I was a little more understanding of that. You know, g- game was free. Yeah. Didn't didn't cost me anything. So I wasn't really upset when they're like, alright, we're gonna give you one character for free, and then we're gonna do weekly rotation. Like, they, they ran it like a MOBA, but it, a lot of people are going to compare it to Smash. Yep. And since you're comparing it to Smash, like, you're going to look at the roster size and the stuff to do. And really, all there was was play against other people or go into training mode. Like, that was that was it. It was the Street Fighter V problem. You know, like, as much as the core FGC likes to be like, oh, it's all about training mode and a good online and a good versus mode... That's not what most people play. Like it's just not. It, it just it just fucking isn't. Yep. You know. And then it had and then it had the free to play problem of like I logged into it just now. It's just like 
here's all these currencies and fucking everything and a collection and here's all these dailies and milestones and fucking shit you can grind. Yeah, no, it's gross. It's super gross. And that's a shame because when you got into the core combat and you look at the rot, like the roster is super cool. Like, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Shaggy, uh, fucking Iron Giant, Marvin the Martian, uh, Black Adam, Rick and Morty, like that, like, you know, Finn from Adventure Time, like great roster, fun characters, good combat, but like, yeah, just not, you know, just it, it felt like a monetization tool yeah. more than a game at points. So. Yeah, it's that's gross. Yeah, it's super gross. And there's that. There's um, yeah, stuff to do in the game. Separating that game from Smash Bros. enough so that it has its own identity to stand on its own. There's there's a number of of obstacles needed to clear, and they were hoping that they had a good enough game combined with the IP to get people talking about the game. Yep. And which you know they got people talking, they just couldn't maintain it. Couldn't maintain it. Yep. Uh, what they should do, they should make a new game, and it's just it's just multiverses, but they're all NBA players. Uh, drama that goes yeah. on in NBA, Jesus Christ! You could well, you could do all sorts of shit. What they should do is they should just put out a finished version of multiverses. They could it's do that endurance, too. I guess. It's endurance has a meme only kept it going as long as it did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Bear. So yeah. that that first wave was just like, hey, we did the Super Saiyan Shaggy thing. Cool. Yeah, it's true. That's true. You know, like there's a bunch of fun Rick and Morty memes. Like there, there, you know, there's stuff there. But it was, yeah, it was wasn't great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, real bummer. Got kids interested for a couple months and then over. GGS. Yep. GG. Alright, so uh, next up, very interesting. X, Titanfall, and Apex devs start a brand new studio. Yeah, oh, weird. This out. Wonder, wonder what news story that happened last week that could have prompted this. Mm-hmm. So apparently the director of that cancelled Titanfall 3 campaign was just like, fuck this, I'm <laughs> out. And here, and here we are. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, all right. What are we? What are the? What are the quotes here? Do we get some quotes? Uh, we we are a new, fully funded entertainment studio, hyper focused on creating big, bold, original gaming universes of epic quality and scale. We've been quietly working on a new IP for some time, and while it'll be a bit before we can say more, we're beyond excited for what's to come. Um. Yeah, they were working on that Titanfall project. It fell fell through or just was canceled by the company or whatever and now all the people who were part of the original separation from Activision uh, to make Respawn are now here. Remember when that all went down? When the, yeah, dude! Yeah, we, we, I was listening to the podcast or the Giant Bombcast and uh, like in the middle of recording it's like, okay, we're hearing that security has headed into Activision and they are, or Infinity Ward. They were going into Infinity yeah. Ward. That's what they were called. And yep. like escorting people out. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went well, yeah, on to and make cool shit. They had, 
they had like a bunch of unpaid bonuses from Call of Duty and they're like profit sharing like that that was nuts dude so wow yep so um yeah yeah so Zampella is still over at EA and Respawn though yep the head of those studios but this is still very interesting yeah I'm a little bummed they say just former Respawn developers I I mean, maybe maybe they're not like the big front names everyone knows, but they're they're respawn developers. So I can't help but hope, you know, mm-hmm. like when they separated from Infinity Ward and they went and did their own thing, and then they came up with Titanfall. And I just remember those interviews about Titanfall and just them talking passionately about making a fun video game for the purposes of fun. And it's like, God yes. damn, you're right. God, I'm so glad you guys are here doing this. Um, and I can't help but wonder what's going on now. Uh, Respawn's doing great. They're doing good stuff. But it seems like a classic case of... I don't know, maybe, maybe they took on too many projects and it's, they, they can't do it all. Or, or it's company, it's corporation meddling. I don't know. I, I think that it's there's a in this particular instance um in this particular instance I think it's a lot of EA is like, well we want to do the thing that makes the most money, which is Apex and Star Wars. So you're gonna make fucking Apex and Star Wars. Right. And th- them being creative individuals are like, fuck that. We'll go make bootleg Titanfall. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, man. I, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. The the wall running, shooting, and mech fighting. Yeah, all I want. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't absolutely. want that shit? We, we should we should fire up that multiplayer. So there have to be enough people playing Titanfall too. Uh, Titanfall multiplayer is pretty fucked right now. Oh, okay. Oh, they are essentially under like uh, they've been under they've been DDoS attacked for like a year and a half now. Why? Oh, no. Why would you do yeah, that to not, them? You're not gonna be able to to play them. They're already years. suffering. They're what? one of the better no, developers. Make it worse, you assholes! Like, there's no reason. <laughs> Their justification for it is that EA needs to fix the, or yeah, EA right needs to fix the servers. Um, how they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's they not, don't it's give two shits about anything. They don't yeah, that's that, that just oh, the dumbest shit. The dumbest Fuck. shit. Yeah, so you you won't be able to play that multiplayer. Okay. Right. Uh, I, Assholes. Yeah. I I well I hope this goes well. I can I want to see these guys make a new game. I. Hope it's Titanfall esque. Um, Black Catter Black says Catter. I have a real bad feeling about this. And um, uh, it could go know, sideways. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like for for every ukulele in the impossible lair, you have Mighty Number no. Nine. Yup. So yeah, and and the the people that are coming over from Respawn, it's it's not it's not the way Infinity Ward pretty much went wholesale into Respawn. Yeah, so because I'm sure there are plenty of people who made and are working on Apex and working on other stuff and are completely happy with it. So I just wish they had gone like, here's a Titanfall mode, but it's still games as a service. We can add like a whole separate mode. Like, yeah, they they could have been like, hey, Titanfall people, this is for you. 
Here's, here's a Titanfall Battle Royale. It's just a different mode. We can in inject these characters into this, and we just create different, like, mechs and stuff. Like, I, they could have done that, exactly. and they would have had me forever. Exactly. No, they, they, they absolutely could have done, like, just it as a mode. Um, Animicity and new game companies are sometimes not a good mix for consumers. Um, I think it... I think it depends. It depends. There have definitely been some spite leaves that turn out really well and some spite leaves that blow up in their face. Yeah. I mean, um, would you classify Titanfall as one of those? Oh, yeah. That's totally a spite leaf. That's what I think. <laughs> like, but, um, but that was also, but, like, because that went so poorly, the entire studio went over and said, We've, we made one of the best shooters ever. We're going to make another best shooter just to spite you. Yeah, like, and then you have Die Katana, where Spite Leaves are like, oh, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that oh, was... boy. Shit. So, I think it just depends upon the studio and the people and what their game plan is. Like, you know, because if they make a really good Titanfall, like, people will play it and probably enjoy it. Yep. Yep. So. I'll look this um, guy up here. Bad um, Rainier. I... That sounds right. Going to his. Better not have anything embarrassing on here, Chad. Call it out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Respawn for 11 years, 9 months. Designer at Activision Infinity Ward since 2003 until that fateful day. So, like, since Call of Duty 1. All right. Yep. That, so, okay. This is a designer. Game director uh, from 2019 to 2021. Um, design director from... May 19th, or for May 2019. He designed Scripter. Okay. I, I, that sounds like good hands to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think anybody who's been with that company that long probably knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, I'm guessing uh, he started this uh, studio, which started in December of 2021. So they've been working on something for a year and three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, all right, well. I'm excited. I wish them all the best. Yeah. I, I, want, I want cool video games. That's all I want. That's all any <laughs> That's of all us I'm want. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, though, though, in this case, like... And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be Titanfall. I'm just... I'm attached to that, that concept what they made there. Because it's, it's a fucking awesome concept. It's such a good, <laughs> good... Uh, like not just like they just nailed getting a good shooter down with the way they just the the basic shooter stuff and then they added the mech fighting and and then they were like let's add some sick ass movement to this the, the, really? the best movement that has probably ever been in a shooter unless you count vanquish even then <laughs> vanquish uh, vanquish goes so far in on that that it's like mm. Playing Vanquished at times, like, just was like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, 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 let's calm it down. Let's slow this down for a minute. Ah, uh, but Titanfall um, nailed it. I just. That said, you should play both of those games because they're both incredibly affordable most of the time and awesome as fuck. Absolutely, you should. Um, anyway, uh, I think we should take a quick uh, five, ten minute break and then get into what we've been playing and call today. All right, you guys, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. Uh, we will be right back to talk about video games for a change. Video games? <laughs> yep. <laughs> On our video game podcast. What a novel idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> be right, All right back, be right back, guys. guys. 
Let's take a break. All right. Oh, we're back. Hello. Hi. Oh, hey, people. <laughs> Ooh, we have bird. returned. Ooh. Oh, that's an all right news section. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing terribly yeah. depressing this week. Not terribly. Oh no, of course not. Just a little bit. Just a oh. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got to get a little sadness in you. <laughs> <laughs> Bronson. Um. Yeah. What have you been playing? Hey. Uh, I put some more time into Hi-Fi Rush. I'm about seventy percent of the way through it. Okay. Oh shit. Um, okay. The game's awesome. I really hate the parry boss. The boss that is all parries. Oh, oh God. really? That thing can go fuck itself. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, been having a great time. Kind of rough in that game. Uh, well, yes, but it's just like like, and it wasn't particularly hard. I only died once, but it was just annoying. Um, I get what they were going for with the story context of it, but it was just more like, ugh, okay, let's get through mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, played a whole bunch of World of Warcraft. Still, uh, our raid team is finally getting their shit together, which is nice. Uh, we made some we made some adjustments. I am now one of our tanks again. Um, and then yeah, it's been it's the I did some side quests with Stella the other day. Those were fantastic. Uh, the 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 side quest content is hilarious most of the time, or just really good side stories. Like that, there was one that was just like, "Oh, that is incredibly fucking sad." Oh. You know, you know. Then the, there's one that's just like super funny, where you're like trying to translate these bear person language. Yeah, and like you have to pick dialogue choices, and it's just like try and replicate the growling as best you can. That's <laughs> one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. It was really. It, that was really funny. Uh, you know, I, I'm creeping away at getting Keystone Master. Will I get it by the end of the season? I'm not sure. I know I'm about to grind a lot of uh, low-level mythics soon here because they're doing because they have uncapped Valor. Mm-hmm. So oh, you nice. could, yeah. So no Valor cap for the second half of the season here. So if you want a gear, the time is now. Yep, yep. <laughs> now's the time to do it. Um. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I, I it's like I said, it's the most uh, fun I've had with WoW in a very long time. You know, so and then um, I want to hop back into Guild Wars soon here, and then finally uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. I loaded up Dragon Ball Fighters and did about an hour worth of sets last night online and ranked. I went undefeated because, of course, I did. <laughs> because of nice. course this is you uh, after all in all honesty it has more to do with the fact that on xbox i'm not as highly ranked right oh, so i'm yeah. giving people the fucking business giving them them hands yeah like <laughs> i had a couple matches where it got close but then base goku clutched it out yep uh man if that game gets rollback like game over it is like literally the perfect fighting game to me. I don't know how you're going to improve upon it. Um, so yeah, and that's that's basically been. What about what about you, Aaron? Oh me. Um, I have been getting into 
the training mode and then reading up a lot on Tekken. Um, Why Tekken in particular? I don't know. <laughs> it looks good. It's a good looking game. It looks all right. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it looks awesome. You're, it looks, you're it, right about that. I enjoy looking at it more than I like looking at Street Fighter Five for what that's worth. That's not saying much. But I know. Sure. I know. But sure. It, it's yeah. It's, let's go with that. <laughs> it's a fact uh, that it's a game that I've known has been a part of gaming history for so long, um, yeah. and has been. I've been around in cases like going to the Round Table Pizza in Sparks, you know, for uh, celebrating a little league season, you know, ending thing, and then going over to the Tekken Three machine and picking Yoshimitsu and getting my ass kicked. And I said, "Ah, oh, all right, Tekken, that's great. I'm gonna go play Cruise in the USA." Um, yeah, why, why is it always USA? It's always Tekken Three. Everybody's story about playing Tekken in the arcades is Tekken Three. And mine too. Like I'm not, I'm not immune to this. But yeah. like every time somebody talks about playing Tekken in the arcade, Tekken Three. It's, it's always Tekken it's, Three. It's because <laughs> that was the one. Like Tekken One and Two are popular, but Three is was the best one like for a while, and like it also was the one that like really blew Tekken up. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think those, those are the two reasons why that's, that's the one that people talk about all the time. I've also, I've also read a lot of people say similar things about five, but not to the same degree. Mm. Um, I have five. I, I have the PS3 like HD re-release of five and like, I don't know. Cause like I played Tekken two and three wasn't big on it. I had friends who wouldn't shut up about five, so I played five, wasn't big on it. I made the same mistake with seven. So, and I'm about to do it again with eight, maybe. All Let's right, go. yes. Um, yeah, and I've just, I've just seen these characters around for a long time, and, and well, I've just never gotten into it. I heard it was way too hard. Um, I was struggling with Street Fighter, so, like, just didn't want to do it. And then I got this fight stick. I've been buying a mm. bunch of fighting games. Um, and then, yeah, Tekken, I don't know, I, I guess I saw that video on the heat system or something. I saw something, and I was like, you know what, let me, let me go see what Tekken's about. And there's something, it's intimidating, but also intriguing. Uh, whereas Street Fighter is, I think, a pretty decent way to start, because it is a limited amount of special moves that you can do. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so it, it, there's like an optimal route on how to play some of these characters. There is certainly room for expression, uh, how you want to do it, but like there's an optimal poke, there's an optimal, like, there's some optimal combos to use in certain situations. Whereas Tekken's like, yeah, you have 120 moves on this character. Figure it out. Um, Have fun. That said, I also think that it's a lot easier to mash and dick around in that. It's a lot easier to mash for sure. Yeah. Um, Uh, But. It's it's again. It's just intriguing to me because like, even you see people that that play tech, and it's like, look, you are not going to remember all the moves that all of these characters do. Like, don't try. Like, don't even bother. Here, here's don't what people bother. are most likely going to rely on. Uh, here are the tendencies of those characters based on those. And good luck, man. <laughs> and I found I find that fun, interesting. Um, still very intimidating, but uh, yeah, I'm just what I'm doing now is I started up a tier list, and I've kind of just been putting characters. Here's the characters I I like. Here's the characters that I'm like, eh, whatever. And then 
I have like I'm not playing these characters, which is just DLC characters, because I don't even know if I like Tekken yet, to be honest with you. Um, so I just threw all the DLC characters in there. Um and yeah, I'm just going through the list right now because the thing with fighting games is you 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 pick a character and you are going to spend some time with that character, so you better make sure you like him. Um Bear. So me having not actually spent a whole lot of time playing Tekken, I was like, all right, let's Go with the list. I'm about halfway through right now um, when, mm. when I'm able to get time. All I know is that Yoshimitsu, the person I've played every time I've booted up Tekken, uh, is so unorthodox a character that like trying to make him like the first character you, you learn is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So right. uh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I did Akuma and Bob. Akuma but, being like a Street Fighter, you know, adjacent uh, character would make a, a good a good entry, especially since apparently Tekken 8, they're making everyone kind of work the way Akuma is, at least with projectiles and bars to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very happy that they're just deciding, like, let's make this game super fucking aggro. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um um, so I do, I do want to throw this out there for everyone, uh, speaking of fighting games on PlayStation plus and on Xbox live right now, there is a sale going on of injustice Two legendary Edition. So that's injustice with all of its DLC for $9 on steam and $12 on PlayStation. Oh shit. Okay. So Hmm. I own the first one, the but I don't own the second. So I don't. Yeah, I don't own the second. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You can also get Mortal Kombat. Uh, the Mortal Kombat plus the two combat mat combat packs and the expansion on Steam for twenty bucks altogether. The Injustice oh. Legendary Edition, Mortal Kombat Ultimate. Yeah, I I, wow. I just saw that twenty dollars on PlayStation as well. Twenty bucks, oh, oh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Injustice 2 Legendary Bundle Alpha. Okay, I'm in, I'm getting that. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay, this the sale ends after payday. Could not ask for better. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. Wow. Cannot wait. Um. Yeah. Uh. I I'm messing around with that. I think. We were talking about this before. I think it would be fun uh, if we did, if we sat down and watched some Tekken story videos, watched all the way through. Um, yes. Yes, they're dumb. I love those. They're dumb. And I want to be caught up on <laughs> the story because the other option is I just play Tekken 7 story with absolutely no context and then watch those movies afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which one would be more entertaining for people, but um fair enough yeah so maybe, maybe we'll that's a question i'll pose in the discord that will determine what i stream first because fight stick is made um i've been training characters i have an idea of who i like i just need to make a decision to go in on a character and then spend some time with that and then i'm ready to um and to be fair the story mode i imagine like other fighting game story modes is gonna have me jump from character to character um yeah um if i recall tekken does have you jump quite a bit from what i remember 
I haven't played it in a while though, so not 100% on that one. Right. But, and yeah. yeah. There was some uh, discussion. I was listening to Triple KO, the fighting game podcast with uh, Justin Wong, Maximilian Dude, and Matt McMuscles. Mm. And they were saying, I, I have not checked it yet, but apparently Tekken 7's arcade mode is like two fights or something. That's huh. awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind huh. of ridiculous. And it's like, I thought that was a standard in fighting games. Like, your arcade mode is, is 10 fights. Do you do the 10 fights and you go? I thought um, it was eight. The eight? I thought it was eight. I mean, more you know. Yeah. More than two. <laughs> that more than two, for sure. Um, and uh, there was a discussion of like, well, they want to get you into the multiplayer. It's like, you know, I understand that the lifeblood of a fighting game is multiplayer and you want to put people into that as much as you possibly can. But at the same time, there are mm-hmm. people who just are not interested. I, I, you don't need to have like a crazy amount of single player content because you do want to get people into that multiplayer, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's there's a standard that set for fighting games where you have your training mode. Um, I think a story mode is a fantastic way to have you try out all of the characters at least once, not twice or three times. Um, it's a real that's a fun entertaining way of getting you to experience all of the characters so you can make a decision and then you have something like an arcade mode where it's sort of like testing a testing benchmark for how well you know the character and then you go online from there um that's what makes sense to me so i I find it weird tekken 7 was like nah get in there but whatever We'll see. Um, I I hope uh, Street Fighter Six's fighting or story mode is better because man, I booted up Street Fighter Five story mode recently. God Whoa. damn, God, that was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty. The best bad. part about Six, that it was Six added after launch. Yes, it was. I had to download a separate thing <laughs> for that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even worth it. Um. I, I, I can go in and change the difficulty, but the default difficulty they set it to for the story mode, it's like, it doesn't even feel like, I'm not even like mashing. I'm just like trying stuff. I'm just like trying stuff to like learn all the moves and they're dead before I can even, before I've even tested like all the moves. And wow, this is, who, who was testing this and was like, yeah, that's good to go. Dip it. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's the same person who made it so you can get through all Dragon Ball Fighters story mode by mashing auto combo. They just realize that like people don't give a shit largely. Yeah. Well. Uh it sucks. What we need better better story modes. Mortal Kombat still A plus plus. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um Indeed. But whatever. Wait until everyone catches up the way everyone's been catching up with rollback. Yep. But yeah, that's what I've been Let's up to. Rollback and cross play before we start fighting for single player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there right now. <laughs> if nothing else, it doesn't even have to be a story mode. Again, it's just like, here's one convenient mode that shuffles you through all of the characters. Like it, it, it's it's about taking the work out of 
going in, playing a, a single versus match against AI a few times, and then jumping out and then jumping back in, or going into training mode and setting up the CPU at a certain difficulty and then playing for a while, then jumping out, picking a new character, jumping back in. Just a convenient mode of like, we're going to take you through all the characters. Um, maybe show like results or something like that. I don't know. Some, it doesn't have to be story where you create these cutscenes. Just a just a, a nice, simple, convenient way of letting you explore all the characters. But I don't know. We'll see. Street Fighter Six isn't out yet. Very curious how they're approaching um, that game because that's going to be a big game. Like obviously the multiplayer's. Um, Everyone's going to be having fun with that, but Street Fighter being a big name, and they are getting that name out there right now. The advertising has pretty decent, so I wonder what uh, they'll be offering for the casuals, people who play for single-player stuff. I, I it do looks like want... they're adding a ton of single-player content, at least from the trailers and stuff. I, I do want to go back to Tekken for a second here real quick. Okay. Then posted this in the Discord. Okay. Mm. It is Steam's best review of Tekken 7. Yeah, before you read the review, read read how many hours this person has in the game first. And he's played 495.6 hours. Oh my god. 437.5 at time of review. Alright. I don't recommend this game to people that are psychologically healthy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Look, yeah. It's, you gotta you gotta commit time and then you get your ass beat a lot. A lot. Apparently. That was that was just Apparently. that was spectacular though. Yeah. Shit. I don't recommend this game to people. Uh, psychologically healthy. We got we got our podcast title for the week, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend this game to people who are psychologically healthy. <laughs> really, that's that's all the game we've played this week. Fighting games, MMOs, both of them. Yep. Bad. Just hey, do you have OCD? Do you want to fuck with it real bad? <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Joy. Oh uh, fuck. Oh Jesus. And all right, yeah. So that's what I've been up to: fighting games. Second. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Jesse? Hey, anything? Anything new? Uh, I played a little bit more of Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm at the point where I just want to get through the story and finish the game. Okay. It's okay. it's an open world uh, game, and I'm not a huge fan of open world games. Um, gotcha. But then on Wednesday, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm came out. Oh. And I've got 20 hours in that game. Nice. <laughs> Because why not? Uh, Full theater. It's it's a uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it's a Final Fantasy rhythm game where they take some of the best music from all of the Final Fantasy games from one to uh, fifteen. Includes like Mystic Quest, includes Final Fantasy Tactics, includes like theater rhythm specific music. Um, There are like medleys. There are uh, there's there's stuff from Dissidia. And then, like, you you go through the world and experience the story of that particular Final Fantasy game without any, like, words or anything. So it's like, oh, this song is from this moment in the story, and this song is from this moment in the story. And then you beat you beat that world, and then you unlock 
like a cinematic, like one of the more well-known cinematics from the game. I think Final Fantasy X is like the overworld, or not the overworld, but the other world cinematic from the intro. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And twos is a thousand words. Um, Final Fantasy V is a cinematic that takes you through like the entire uh, Final Fantasy V story. Fourteen is the A Realm Reborn cinematic where they they kill off everybody in Final Fantasy fourteen, and then A Realm Reborn starts. Um, it so it if you're into Final Fantasy and you're into rhythm games, I would recommend it. It's a it's a mashup of an auto battler JRPG and a rhythm game, uh, and so you've got a balance the rhythm game aspects with the auto battling aspects or you can ignore see a black catter uh you can ignore the auto battling piece and just play the rhythm game stuff but the rhythm game stuff directly affects the auto battling piece um mm. so there's there's a lot going on but really you only really need to pay attention to the rhythm game stuff and it is a oh. lot of fun I, I how does that translate not on a touch screen because i i played that on the thirdus back in the day and yeah that's uh yeah it's uh it did take me some getting used to because i also played it on a 3ds and then on my phone for a long time Mm. but essentially like you can use the face buttons to hit the things you would tap on and the control sticks for the things that you slide on um or you can use the shoulder buttons because you have to use there are points in songs where you have to use both control sticks and buttons at the same time so it's easier to use shoulders kind of like um Amplitude oh. on the PS2? Yeah, yeah. I have I have the PS4 version of that, but yes, that's actually exactly yeah. what I think of. Yeah, so that, um, that's pretty much what I think of, because there are times where you have to hit four button four face buttons at once. So I'm hitting like the three shoulders and then a face button at the same time while also using my left hand to hit the control stick. It translates well, also pretty juggling. Well. Yeah, um, also juggling. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, fair enough. Um, okay, and that leaves uh, Miss Emily Hulslander. Uh, I played the update to Dreamlight Valley that came out on Thursday. Oh, okay. I love that! I I love that we are like the only podcast in the world who has a consistent weekly Dreamlight hey, yeah. Valley update. Well, I'm absolutely. here for it. Um, I mean, awesome. the way it. that. The, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it someone on the internet has to cover this <laughs> game, and I guess it's gonna That's be right. us. That's Dude, right. uh, we're gonna look at, into it, and there are gonna be YouTube channels that are like deep dive. It's the optimal <laughs> route through Dreamlight Valley. Valley. Uh, uh, well, hold on. There is no optimal route for Dreamlight Valley, though. That's the fucking thing. Because oh. <laughs> every village is different. You can have like different people in different areas for their homes and all that, but uh, you can have them join well, you on certain things. I'll... Let me tell you, there are plenty of videos about how to make money in this game. There all doing go. like I mean, there days. are thousands of different ways. Most of it being selling gems to Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like literally like the number one. <laughs> The number one video that isn't a GameSpot tip video from launch is how to get rich and level fast. Dreamlight Valley Money Guide. It's 169k views. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. Wow. Um, no, but the way it starts is like it's a freak blizzard in the valley. And if you don't 
take care of it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse to where you can't see past the tip of your nose. Like, okay. that's how bad it is. There, there actually isn't a lot of content for this game. Like, there's like... It's still in early access, though, is the thing. I, I mean, yeah, but there are plenty, like... The, the... Emily, you might be on something, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, like, um, yeah, like I looked for a little bit and it just turns into Stardew Valley guides. There you go. So, yep. So yeah, aren't you guys glad that I'm covering this? Oh, absolutely. No. Yes, absolutely. So what's been going on? But um, so after you find the source of the blizzard, that's where you find Olaf. Okay. From Frozen. Yep. No buttons, no nose, no arms. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's been fun. Trying to chase down all the squirrels and getting all of that, and then fixing the blizzard to be back to normal. And then you get... And then as you do that, you come across a magical doorknob. Okay. Which gets you Mirabelle all right. from Encanto. Mm, so yeah. those are your two new ones that you get with this update. And there's a new star path to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Disneyland or Disney in general. Yeah, 100 years in this bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm currently grinding through that right now. Hell yeah. All right, right on. And that's um, about it. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, we got anything more this week? Anything want to talk about? Uh, what is anything happening this week as far as games are concerned or game conferences? Uh, uh, Kirby comes out this week. Oh, it okay. does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Fan Fest go on sale this week. That's right. Yeah, I, got, I, this is I, true. I, I, I love the email they sent out of like because they, they track your main character out of mine. They're like, hello, Jim Dark Magic. Right. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, that almost makes me want to buy a ticket, you fuck. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> damn. I'm not I gonna, still find but... it hilarious that your name on your server is June Dark Magic, and I'm surprised you didn't go with the James Darthadian Dark Magic the Third. That would Come not on. fit. <laughs> that would not fucking oh, fit. Um, that sucks. Oh uh, lordy, that's but some no. bullshit. Uh, so it's just like Jim Dark Magic, and yeah, it. it it ended up being great because, like, when people know it's from something, that's great. But also, like, I can still do weird, funny bits with it that are my own. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, yeah. So, I think that's it. All right. Uh, yeah. I know as far as game releases go, uh, My Atomic Heart and Sons of the Forest are out this week. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then next week we're getting the new Destiny expansion. Woo! Oh boy! Hooray! I'll have to check yeah. that out. PSVR 2 this week. Yay. Oh, God, that's right. Is it really? Uh, Je- Mine is Jesse. Yay. Yeah, J- Jesse, you, I, we're gonna, you, I want a full report. I need you to deep dive that this week. Please. <laughs> it's doable. It's doable. It is, I, it, I, it, yeah. Everything I've been hearing uh, about it is making me like, I, I'm so close to putting down the money to getting a PS5 just to play some PSVR 2 because like that's where the VR VR needs money. Money comes from 
at this point just devs making big games and apparently sony's the only one that's going to be going all right we're putting money towards this let's do it so yeah i think right now there's not enough that's the exclusive to it to recommend picking i don't know maybe horizon's gonna blow my mind uh but i I don't think there's enough that's that's exclusive to the psvr2 to make it worth picking one up i forget the name of the game but they announced a survival driving game where in vr you're driving and monsters beat up your car and then you get out and you fix your car that sounds like fun good time i might might have to add that to my list yeah well uh that's what's going on around here all yeah, I expect to hear about all that in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for streaming, you know, who knows? Um, yep. Best way to get info on that is to be a part of our Discord. You should follow our Discord. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, on our Twitch page, Twitch TV, uh, Super Gamecraft, there's a link to the Discord there. Uh, and you can come join us to talk about video games and video game news and everything else. So. Uh, but I think that's a show. That is a show, but we oh, should right. finish by raiding Cartbale. We can raid Cartbale, oh, sure. All right. Hey. Yep. Everybody, let's do it. I want to see all of you click yes. All right. Click yes. Uh, everyone, thank you for joining. You guys listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next week. All right. We love you guys, and we're raiding him now. Thank you for listening to Super Gamecast 2. Hey. We stream every recording of these episodes live on Twitch, so if you want to join us, you can find us at twitch.tv supergamecraft. If you want to see the video version of this episode, be sure to search Super Gamecraft on YouTube to find our channel, where we post the full stream every week. We also stream video games on Twitch. I know, weird. A schedule can be found on our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Finally, the best place to stay informed and in touch with us is on our Discord. To get there, head to our Twitch page and click the Discord link in our About section. Special thanks to that headband guy for his cover of Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2, and to Overclocked Remix for their collection of video game covers that we use for our streams, videos, and podcasts. That's all for us. We love you, thank you, and we'll catch you later.